48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Steve Dunthorne. Tonight's headlines. The chief executive says unvaccinated people could be banned from some public places if there's a COVID surge. Domestic helpers are told they can quarantine at a government camp. And a new plan will allow specialist doctors from abroad to work in Hong Kong. The chief executive says the government may stop unvaccinated people from entering some public places, but only if there's a surge in coronavirus cases. Some medical experts say such a policy would boost vaccination. Others warn it could lead to a backlash. Carrie Lamb said she would only consider the measure if there's a spike in COVID-19 infections. If so unfortunate, we are hit by a new wave. Now, we don't want to close all the venues. As I've mentioned in the new direction to fight the epidemic in April, we want to maintain stability for the social distancing measures. We don't want schools and venues to be closed on and off, especially schools. So in future, when we are hit by a new wave, whether schools can be fully opened, we will have to assess the requirements by vaccination. She said while 60% of eligible people have had at least one jab, only 30% of those aged 70 to 79 have done so. Meanwhile, the government's effectively increasing the number of foreign domestic helpers allowed to come in from the Philippines and Indonesia to work here by opening up a second designated quarantine venue. For now, incoming helpers must spend 21 days at one hotel in Chinwan that is fully booked until November. But Carrie Lam says authorities will now start taking bookings for the quarantine facility at Penny's Bay in Lantau, with guests arriving in around three weeks' time. But as a control measure, only 800 of the 3,000 rooms will be made available. Mrs Lam was asked how much rooms will cost. She spoke through an interpreter. It is a cost recovery charge. Preliminary calculation is uh, no more than 500. If it is lower than 500, of course, uh, we will charge a lower uh, level because we only aim to recover cost. There is an abundance of work to be done because we have to come up with a system of booking, a computer booking system. We aim to run the facility ourselves. The government has announced its latest plan to make it easier for doctors trained elsewhere to work in the SAR. The changes go further than previous proposals, allowing doctors who are not Hong Kong residents to take up work as specialists, as well as making it easier for Hong Kongers who qualify abroad to work here. The Health Secretary, Sophia Chan, acknowledged lawmakers' concerns over whether the plan would ease the shortage of public doctors, but she dismissed worries about standards. We are very careful about ensuring the quality of uh, these doctors, uh, non-locally trained doctors. First is obviously the recognised qualifications that we require. Secondly is uh, if they have a specialist qualification, then it would have to be recognised by the Hong Kong Academy of Medicine and its respective colleges if it's a specialty college. Patients' rights activist Tim Pang from the Society for Community Organisation says he's all for the changes. He told Timmy Sung it'd be a help to address a severe shortage of doctors at public hospitals. By expanding the eligibility, more doctors can be chosen from qualified medical schools to serve in Hong Kong public hospitals. But what is wrong with the previous? Do you think that maybe we should do it step by step? Because uh, our shortage is uh, very serious, if we still decide a step-by-step way, it takes maybe uh, years to solve the problem. So um, if we can make an amendment now, I think the government should take uh, bigger steps 
so that more doctors can come to Hong Kong. I think the point is not whether Hong Kong is attractive to doctors uh, overseas, but how we can expand the scope and let qualified doctors to come. But Pierre Chan, the lawmaker representing the medical sector, expressed strong dissatisfaction at the bill. On his blog, he wrote that the proposal fundamentally destroyed the professional autonomy of doctors and failed to address the causes of high staff turnover at hospitals, such as a poor work environment and the lack of promotion opportunities. A look at the weather, mainly cloudy with occasional showers and thunderstorms. Showers easing off with sunny intervals tomorrow afternoon. Temperatures between 26 and 30 degrees. The outlook will be very hot with sunny periods, just the odd shower in the following couple of days. Temperature now 27 degrees, humidity 87%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is 5 minutes past 11. The Chief Executive Carrie Lam has denied claims that the government is cracking down on civil society, saying the police have simply been ensuring that no groups or individuals are able to endanger national security. Damon Pang reports. Critics allege that it is a crackdown by the authorities that has forced long-standing groups, such as the Professional Teachers Union and the Civil Human Rights Front, to disband. But asked about the claims and her view on the legal status of the alliance in support of patriotic democratic movements in China, Carrie Lam said she disagreed with the use of the word crackdown when there's only law enforcement work by the police. We respect civic society. Hong Kong has large numbers of NGOs and think tanks and research agencies who are shouldering their civic responsibility in trying to improve Hong Kong. But where there are associations that exist in order to undermine Hong Kong's security, let alone to advocate independence or collude with external forces to harm Hong Kong and the country. That is not something that we should condone. The CE stressed that the police are correctly using their powers under the national security law to ask the alliance for information, including about its members and finances. On the disqualification of civic passions Cheng Chong Tai from the legislature, Mrs. Lam said the specific reasons cannot be made public because the matter involves advice from the National Security Committee and its work must be kept secret. She said officials have faithfully followed the vetting mechanism to disqualify people from public office and the law is clear regarding what types of behaviour are unacceptable. The District Court has acquitted three men of rioting in Mongkok two years ago, but has sentenced another man to four years in prison after finding him guilty. Jimmy Choi reports. The court heard that more than 100 protesters started a riot in the early morning of November 18, 2019 on Jordan Road, blocking streets and hurling objects including petrol bombs and bricks towards the police. When officers charged a protester at the intersection of Nathan Road and Argyle Street, around 10 people went down a side road. Soon afterwards, police found Lu Jun Kun, Wang San Man and Chen Shen Tat in a side road. Half an hour later, officers also spotted Lin Yun Fat hiding behind a pillar. Prosecutors said the four men were among those who had gone into the side road after taking part in the riot. But Judge Josiah Lam said the prosecution failed to prove that Mr Lu and Mr Wong took part in the riot. And he accepted Mr Chen's testimony that he had just been walking past the area on his way to a massage parlour after dining and drinking with friends. But the court found Lin guilty of rioting, noting he had been wearing a helmet, a mask and gloves at the time. The judge said even though there was no evidence to suggest Lin had committed acts breaching the peace, he had encouraged and supported the other rioters. 
Lin, who's 31, was also found guilty of breaching the mask ban by covering his face at an unlawful assembly. In mitigation, Lin's lawyer said his client did not have a leading role in the riot and he did not carry an offensive weapon. The lawyer also urged the court not to hand down a stiffer penalty because of his client's criminal record. Lin had been sentenced to three years in prison for taking part in the 2016 Moncourt riot and completed his jail term in March 2019. In sentencing, the judge said he had taken into account factors including the scale of the riot, the harm it had done to society and the defendant's role in it. He said he did not consider Lin's criminal background as an aggravating factor, but couldn't find any reason to reduce his sentence. As well as the four years in prison for rioting, Lin was given six months for breaching the face mask ban, with the two sentences to be served concurrently. A coroner's jury has unanimously concluded that a 19-year-old student died of natural causes after he collapsed while jogging during a physical education class in March 2019. Timmy Sung reports. Xiao Yichao was a Form 4 student at Luoming Choi Lutheran College in Chunwan. The coroner's court had heard that during the inquest that he had died of heart inflammation. His mother told the court during her testimony that a doctor had suggested the teenager might be suffering from heart problems after he twice fainted at school when he was in Form 3. She had stated in a health declaration form that her son had been admitted to hospital and subsequently updated the form saying he could not do vigorous exercise and could not jog because of his heart problems. However, the PE teacher said he wasn't aware of the student's condition and that he never saw the updated form before the student collapsed. Speaking after the jury's verdict, the mother said she was upset that the school did not apologize. I will never be satisfied with the decision. My child has died, but the school did not apologize, she said. The jury of three men and two women recommended that education authorities should inspect schools at least once a year to ensure that they follow the safety guidelines on physical education and that they should penalise those who don't comply. Many local pupils will head back to school tomorrow and many may be feeling a bit worried about getting back to the grind after the summer break. But a new survey has found that it's the teachers who are feeling stressed. Maggie Ho tells us why. It's normal to have back-to-school jitters, but most students probably wouldn't guess that some of their teachers feel the same way. Dixon Kwok is from Youth Ideas, a think tank under the Hong Kong Federation of Youth Groups. They interviewed 400 teachers of the four senior secondary core subjects, liberal studies, Chinese, English and mathematics. And they found that those who teach the newly revamped liberal studies curriculum feel the least prepared and the most stressed. Teachers in general think that there's no detailed curriculum or textbooks and the new subject was introduced hastily. They're not sure how the subject would be assessed in exams. The subject even has a new name, Citizenship and Social Development. It was completely revamped as a response to critics who say the old liberal studies curriculum had radicalized students and led them to join street protests. But speaking on RTHK, Mr. Kwok says there isn't even an approved textbook yet. And teachers haven't received any guidance at all on exactly what can or cannot be discussed in class. The social atmosphere makes them feel more worried and concerned. 
they feel worried when they prepare for class after the national security law came into force. And even as teachers start instructing their students again, Mr. Kwok says they'll be doing so while knowing that they don't have enough reference material to last the whole school year. But they'll have to put on a brave face, like the kids, and hope for the best. Overseas, a spokesman for the Taliban in Afghanistan has declared that the movement's victory against the U.S. and its allies belonged to all Afghans. But he also sounded a conciliatory note. Zabihullah Mujahid was speaking soon after the militia moved on to Kabul airport following the departure of the last U.S. military flight. During the last 20 years, and with the help of Allah, we managed today to regain our independence and make U.S. forces leave. America was defeated, and on behalf of my nation, we want to have good relations with the rest of the world. The European Commission says 70% of adults in the European Union have been given a complete course of coronavirus vaccinations. At the start of the year, it had set out to hit that target by the end of summer. The Commission's head, Ursula von der Leyen, called it a great success, but warned the pandemic wasn't over yet. At a news briefing in Brussels, a European Commission spokesman, Balas Ujvari, said the EU would push for as many people as possible in Europe and elsewhere to be vaccinated. A safe and effective vaccine is our best chance to beat uh, the coronavirus and return to our normal lives. Everyone who can should get vaccinated. Europe will also continue to support its partners in this effort, in particular low- and middle-income countries. At the Tokyo Paralympics, Hong Kong's boccia player Leung Yuk Wing has lost in the semi-final of the individual BC4 event. He was beaten by Thailand's Pornjok Labian 6-3. Leung will play China's Deng Yung Swan for bronze tomorrow morning. Hong Kong's other boccia players, Vivian Lau and Paralympic debutant Yang Hu Lam, both crashed out in the quarterfinals. In the pool, Tang Wai Lok, a gold medalist from 2016, missed out in the men's 200m medley SM14 after finishing 14th. In the women's event, Chan Wai Lam finished 9th and Cheung Ho Ying was 10th. And in football, Manchester United have confirmed they've completed the signing of the Portuguese star Cristiano Ronaldo from Juventus. The English club said Ronaldo, a former player, was coming home. The 36-year-old signed a two-year deal. He said Manchester United had a special place in his heart. A reminder of our top stories. The chief executive says unvaccinated people can be banned from some public places if there's a COVID surge. Domestic helpers are told they can quarantine at a government camp. And the new plan will allow specialist doctors from abroad to work in Hong Kong. The news from RTHK. RTHK Did you happen to see the most beautiful girl in the world? And if you did, was she crying, crying? Hey, if you happen to see the most beautiful girl that walked out on me, tell her I'm sorry. Tell her I need 
Immensely popular in country circles. He had a couple of hits as a more commercial artist, like that one, The Most Beautiful Girl Behind Closed Doors, was another one of his. Uh, but he had a bit of a personal life that wasn't too well with fame and fortune. In fact, it was really noticed at the uh, Country Music Awards ceremony. I think it was in the mid-70s. He was presenting the award for Entertainer of the Year while visibly intoxicated. And after stumbling through the names of nominees, he tore the envelope open and took out a cigarette lighter and set fire to the piece of paper with the winner's name on it. I think it was John Denver. I can't remember. 18 past 11. I hope you're back on the bus ready and when... Want to get in touch? It's Radio Beat as we play a song now from the Carpenters. Sing, sing a song, sing out loud, sing out strong. Sing of good things, not bad. Sing of happy, not sad. 